When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lithman. Good morning to wherever you're listening around Tasmania, around the world on the app. David Lithgow with you. Breakfast time with Flash and Jeevesy for Amy, the doers of insurance and Harrison agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. We live on SEN Tassie, right across Tasmania and on the SEN app. Good morning to wherever you're listening around this great little wet app. While it must be said, the conditions have turned a little bit down here. Thank goodness we got the cricket away. And I can't wait to talk after a huge night's cricket with Brett Jeeves. Good morning, young man. Well, we've had this. Aren't we lucky that this weather's this week rather than last week? Unbelievable. It's horrendous. Jesus, isn't it? yeah, it's, been, uh, it's been wet. So yeah. thoughts with farmers and. Uh, all over the place, real, real damaging stuff. We can only hope that it's... Um, real estate agents trying to sell a house. <laughs> well, it's always about you. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> no, uh, it's, been, it's been wet. Well, it's, yeah, and you yeah. are right. Um, if we had this weather last week, we would have missed out on oh, some, some excellent cricket. and Amazing cricket. Uh, Zimbabwe last night, knocking off the powerhouse Pakistan, uh, sends them to zip and two with... Whole well, they're gone. To do. They're well, done. Well, they're done. are they? Yeah. Can they? No. That's they're it. Done. They're done. Absolutely. Yep. Remember, it's top two get in straight yeah, to the but... semis. So it's zero and two. It's good night. Game nice. over. Pakistan gone. Can I just hold you? That I know you don't know we've got this coming. We've got some amazing listenership from last night for the game. Let's have a little listen to the team. Basically, Pakistan's tournament, World Cup, is hanging on this ball. They lose, they're done. Evans in, right arm around the wicket. Bowls, the ball is clubbed. They've got to come back. They've got to run. They show to the keeper's end. Zimbabwe, he drops it. He gets it back. Zimbabwe win. Zimbabwe have won and Pakistan have been rolled in Perth. The party is on for Zimbabwe. Pakistan are in total devastation. Wow, what a game. The Minnows get the points. They keep their World Cup alive. And Pakistan are pointless. Brad Hogg, that is unbelievable. It comes down to that final over. Pakistan found the boundary. They got a four and they got a three and they got a one. Zimbabwe in that same over, they got a six. They got a one, they got a one and they got a two. But the problem was 
Pakistan lost two wickets. Zimbabwe lost one wicket in that last over. Pakistan going down to the wire in two games in a row. Well, amazing. Tim Gossage, I thought he was going to pop a valve there. He going to explode. You could see his head, oh, couldn't you? you? In, in, yeah, in your own mind, Phenomenal. the visual of Great call by veins the bursting all over the place. Uh, but just tremendous, the, oh. the Zimbabweans. I, I loved them all week. I, well, thought, we I thought they were great I've down here. I've never seen you love cricket so much. I, I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, and it's a really good point. I was only thinking <laughs> that on the way in that, that it, I struggle with cricket at times. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed last week. I thought it was fantastic. And, but just to see the underdog stories, that's, yes, that to that's me great. is what it's all about. Text in 0437 Tell us what you think. We'd love to know. Are you enjoying the T20 World Cup as much as Brett and I? And I think that's what you and I talked about. The hope was going into last week um, that we could see some of the lesser lights, so to speak, perform. And haven't we seen that? Yeah, it's been been terrific. Ireland beat England, which was um, no one saw coming. You, know, you couldn't you couldn't possibly predict a result like that. And, and even last night's game, you, you you would have been mad to have had money on Zimbabwe. So um, just outstanding cricket. Um, and we spoke all of last week about Zimbabwe's attack um, in Masrabani and Garava up top. They dropped uh, Chitara for this game. They did. Uh, I'm not sure if he was injured. Maybe a bruised ego after Quinton de Kock took him <laughs> completely downtown, uh, which was, um, yeah, which was explosive batting from de Kock. He's capable of that, but Chitara at low 120s, good shape into, into uh, de Kock's swinging. Had a, had a decent week, the Tendai, actually, No, no, he, he was he, tremendous. He was, yeah, he did, but he got taken down. He, he got caught out. Um, so they brought in Brad Evans, who who got them home in that in that uh, in that last over. Great decision by the selectors. Yeah, they'd be they'd be standing tall uh, this morning. But it was the the work of Raza again, Sikandar Raza, three for twenty five. Oh. Um, he just is getting it done. He didn't have a great uh, didn't have a great night with the bat. I think he was nine off sixteen, um, which is unusual for him. They they really they really worked him over Pakistan, but. Um, he's just always in the game. Credit to him. Uh, phenomenal performance from Zimbabweans. Can I ask you then, um, are we going to see a potential here in Group 2? That's what we're talking about, of course. That's what Zimbabwe and Pakistan are in. Pakistan are done. Uh, the Netherlands have done. Our last game that we did on Monday night, this week, of course, ended up in a no result. So mm. at the moment, <laughs> South Africa and Zimbabwe are on the same amount of points. Um, that still may have a... An influence uh, after um, you were a little bit, well, you weren't overly thrilled with how it turned out. To be fair, to be so, yeah, it was a horrible result, and it, it just even even thinking about it in in the aftermath, it, it doesn't doesn't make any sense. It, it, it's I still can't work the logic of this need in a nine over shortened game for five overs to be bowled in the second innings. Like it just, I don't I don't get it. So if it, if yep. it's if it's reduced so heavily, wouldn't the requirement of overs be reduced also? Yeah, well, I liked your point the other day. I do sort of get the minimum overs things. However, after three overs, they had got more than they needed after five. More than half the runs. Well, whatever they needed from the minimum five overs, and I can't recall, it was about yeah, 40, okay. it was 40 I, something. I, I see, yeah. They had more than that total. Yeah. 
Yeah. So on that basis, yeah. okay, I you make a good point. Your fifty yeah. odd off three overs is enough to beat the game when you're chasing eighty. Game was over. Game like was they over. were not losing that match. There was <laughs> a, there was a clear winner on on that night. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm with you. I agree. There is need for minimum overs, but as the game is being reduced, those yes. minimum overs need to come down as well because you've got an eighteen over game. And we saw 12 overs bowled. That's 70% of the match is, is through. Is that right? My yeah. math is on point there, yeah. Never Which is unusual. My Garaba went down with that horrible injury the other night and he played last night. So he's fine. I did, I did wonder. Um, I've got to be honest. And this a is little, the... A little bit of Maya. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the pessimist in me. Um, there was a, a stage in that game where the Zimbabwean... Just wanted to get off. Flung himself left with no rule. He didn't. There was no slip. He just... And then they carried on about it and... Um, Sean Williams went off his face after the no, game. No, they, they were livid. Yeah, they were, they were going nuts. But it was raining very... Oh, it was. <laughs> they shouldn't have been out. There, there shouldn't have been three overs bowled in that innings. But... <clears throat> um, yeah, what what a result for Amazing. Zimbabwe and I, I cricket. I love that um, Mazarabani was good. Uh, he, he's he's, he's hostile. Six foot seven gets great bounce uh, and would have been a real handful over there in in Perth. Yeah, no doubt. They've, they've, look, they've just got a really good team team unit, haven't they? As you, to defend one hundred and thirty, no one got runs uh, for Zimbabwe, Pakistan. Gee, I mean they were they were they were in they were in well they weren't in control. Um, they started okay, but then they just kept losing wickets. Uh, so how do you just... how do you how do you see Group Two now? So India out on top, they're undefeated yep. on on four points. South Africa with the draw, uh, yep. with the, the no result. The no result was Zimbabwe sit even with with Zimbabwe on three. Yep. And then Bangladesh have played two, so they're one and one. Well, India Pakistan will get through, and the and the Netherlands are out, guaranteed. Guaranteed. India are through. Um, Gee, yeah, that, that's fascinating, isn't it? That that, that it's so tight. Um, I wonder if that result's gonna. Well, it's kept the door open for Zimbabwe, that's for sure. Yeah, brilliant. Where 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 are the Aussies in all this flush? What are you what are you seeing in their cricket? Well, uh, what what I'm seeing is a, a game tonight that is um, for both teams, for England and Australia. England now they're they're playing the losers out. So that's big stakes. Loser leaves town. Le- it's, loser it's leaves our favourite. It's our favourite type. Yep. Yep, so that's that's huge. Um, Mark Wood, he'll be bowling his 154Ks now like he did the other day. Um, and what we've seen with this game as it is, anybody can beat anybody. It started with Namibia with the upset over Sri Lanka. You and I were lucky enough to see uh, the Irish um, beat the West Indies, which was remarkable itself. Scotland got a, a, a huge result, mm. and then they probably took the gas against Ireland and missed oh, yeah. out on the. They should have been. In, they should have been where Ireland are now. Don't forget that. Um, Curtis that, Camper, Curtis Camper's going well. Yeah, mate, it's terrific cricket. Uh, I think, I think it's. I think I feel like, and time will tell that the game's been reinvigorated a bit. And I think that the pre-tournament, and we hoped this was the case, and we speculated whether it would be the case. I think it was the case. Has proved to be a significant winner. In this, and this is what cricket need to do to to stay ahead of the pack. Well, you would have seen the West Indies have, have sacked Phil Simmons as well, coach. Well, Phil walked out, didn't he? Phil as he Sim- walked, Phil walked. I read it as my my apologies, Phil, if if you and your management yep. are listening. Well, but, but based on the look of his face the other day, if you said that around him now, he probably walked you because he wasn't a happy <laughs> chappy, was he? Some um, of the some their of cricket his, was appalling. Some West of his Indies. comments around uh, he he labelled them. 
unprofessional five times in the one press conference. Uh, I, yep, you're right. He's stepping down. He, he said, he said oh, get me out of this joint. Step down. Um, yep. And it's, it, yeah, I mean, one, one of the questions is, where, where were the West Indies stars? Russell, Bravo. Yes. Um, and the list goes on. I know. They were, they were depleted. Yeah, where, where are those guys? Is there, are they back in, a, um, in some sort of player revolt? In the West Indies, there, yeah, something's it? happened over there because at at full strength, they're a they're an imposing T Twenty cricket team, definitely. Um, but the the side they produce, particularly their batting, and they could have used all those guys that were missing. It's effectively their top order or their bashers. Yeah, yeah the other games last night, Brett, um, South Africa getting getting the result and five for two hundred and five. I don't really Rousseau, 109 of 56 deliveries. Yeah, De Kock made 63 of 38. And Bangladesh, in reply, didn't make many. All out for 101. Um, yeah. So, look, they're, they're, they're a very polished outfit. I, I wonder what... I mean, the thing with their net run rate is now it's it's 1,000 compared to Zimbabwe's. But there's still potential there that... <laughs> might come back to haunt. India, easy winners over the Netherlands. India made two for 179. I watched a bit of that game. Um, Virat was not out 62. Yadev, 51 of 25. Sharma made 53. So that, that, was, a, that was a big total when, in reply, the Netherlands could only make nine for 123. So predictable result, predictable result, and then Zimbabwe last night. So today's matches now loom large. Uh, Afghanistan play Ireland. That's at the MCG this afternoon. Afghanistan are pretty good. They've got 1,000 leggies. Dangerous in a 2020 format. <laughs> and then tonight, the second of the double headers, it's a, it's the old enemy. Australia versus England. Where does Australia play England? MCG. It's a double header. Okay. Sorry. My bad. I was. Where do you think it was? Bendigo. I'd, I'd semi-checked out of what you were saying, which is not unusual to be, look, if we're brutally honest. Look, that's uh, that's... <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. That's that's good cricket. Can it's, they can they top the ninety thousand of the India Pakistan? Not a chance. Wow, what a spectacle that was! Oh. King Virat, <laughs> what a what a stud! And that's what Pakistan Serious performed cricketer. so well. And then last night, just to get bundled by. Well, that's and that's the big question. It's worth watching out to to for uh, what happens as a result of this. Horrible Pakistan result in the in the T20 T20 World Cup. They've done this for decades. Yeah, yeah, and and they've they've now got one of the strongest T20 um, competitions in the world as well. Their their PSL, the Pakistan Super League, um, attracts phenomenal cricketers from all over the world. It's a huge tournament. Huge tournament. When you when you focus so heavily on 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 a tournament of that magnitude, and you come into the World Cup and you World Cup World Cup, and you fail like they have against. A, a minnow, yes. Zimbabwe, who have had to pre-qualify via a, via a separate tournament the week before the main draw. Yeah. Uh, that's a bad result. They'll, they will be they'll be burning things over there. Yeah, I think we'll look back at this stage. West Indies very much, and Pakistan the two disappointing teams that we always love to see, mm. but rarely of recent times um, compete at this level. Of course, West Indies won the tournament T Twenty World Cup twelve and sixteen. Um, very much, well, I think, when it was in its infancy, wasn't it? But West Indies are built for T20 cricket, so yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to remember too that they're without their their star players. So yep. if you add if you add their their four studs into that team um, that they brought down and failed 
um, spectacularly as well. I mean, they, oh they weren't just bad. They were horrible. They were, yeah, it was horrible cricket. Look, let's go for a break. We've got lot. This is going to be a pretty big cricket show mixed up with some basketball and some local deets as well. But we have Jackson Bird, Brett, coming up after half past seven. The Wiley veteran, former test cricketer. It'll be good to speak to the squid. And after half past eight, we'll speak to commentator and Hurricanes assistant coach, uh, Darren Berry. He was calling that fabulous India-Pakistan game the other night as well. So it'll be good to talk to Chuck. Hope you're enjoying your morning wherever you are. Breakfast with Flash and Jeevesy. Good morning. SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lifton. Good morning on this wintry, wet winter's day, it feels like, and we're a month away from summer, Brett Jeeves. And I think, looked at the forecast, it looks like this all week, we've just got to be appreciative of the change of seasons, do we? Or just say, go away, you cold, wet, so-and-so. Um, well, it's actually not that cold. It's really quite mild out there, which is the lucky part to, to all this. But it is it is horribly wet. Uh, local grade cricket called off uh, for the most part across the weekend. I think the Twin Ovals, the only ground that will that will host any cricket. Beautiful facility down there, Kimber. Yeah, it's very fortunate. That's a, it's a magnificent oval. Um, so I think games down there will will go ahead at this stage. But if any any more rain today, and I'd imagine even down there will. We'll struggle, so it's a good day to be a duck. I'll give you the next 10 days in Hobart. Top of 14, 11, 15, 15, 12, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, What? There's 14. a 9 in there. Are you There's reading, a 9 in there. Are you reading the overnights? Absolutely horrid. <laughs> is that right? Yep. Wow. Okay. Here's what it is. Uh, listen, the Jack Jumpers, um, we haven't spoke. Yes, we have. We have spoke about it um, offline. What a resurgence it is from them. Um, are we... <sighs> Scott Roth, is it... I mean, what is the main reason for this, you know, early in their second year to have built this really steely backbone? I think, they, I think they've, got a, they've got a formula of players that works. Yes. So Rashad Kelly is doing what they wanted Mikhail McIntosh to do. Crash the boards... Be a presence at a better level. You physical, yeah. yeah, and and maybe Kelly doesn't quite have the the passing game of McIntosh. I, I thought McIntosh was quite crafty, all as an all round similar rebound basketballer. But yeah, Ke- Kelly's, Kelly's a bit better rebounder. Kelly off the bench brings brings a real presence, and he's playing that role role really well. Doyle as a um, as the off guard who can handle and and pass combo, and, isn't he? Really, yeah, and he's he's giving us a little bit of and. Yeah, I mean, his shooting probably will never be at the level of Adams when Adams was at his absolute oh. best. But I think if you balance both basketballs out, you're going to get more consistency from Doyle than you will from, from that. I mean, Adams, I think people probably forget, he started last year very badly to the point where I would sit with my 10-year-old son and the ball would get to Adams. And even he could work out that that was the end of the offensive possession. Adams was going to shoot it regardless of who was open and what was around him. So uh, Doyle doesn't play like that. He, Doyle, 
makes a good read. He'll he'll pass the ball if 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 it's going to benefit the team. Um, and we know what we get out of our import in in the jet. Surround them with uh, quality role players, guys yes. that who who understand their role and perform it well. Um, Fabian Krislovich, you know, just gets in there and hustles and. He's got a big body, sets good screens. He, he crushes the boards when he when he has to. McVeigh's become a star um, in a in an extended star. in an extended role down here. Resigned for three years, yep, uh, which is huge news. Just turned twenty six. Got a crack in the. Is he that young? Yep. Wow. Got a got a crack in the in the Boomers squad announced recently. So, and then when you can supplement all of that with guys like um, Sam McDaniel, who's Probably a little underrated. I think heading into this year, after a strong preseason, working on um, on his offensive game, um, Isaac White comes in, does a job. Um, they, they've just yep. be, everyone that comes in has embraced and accepted their role, and it's worked really well. And, I, I will say, after the second game, I, I had I was really concerned. I don't know two games is a small sample size, but it was it was some of the. It was some of the hardest basketball to watch. It was it was stagnant. Uh, there was no cohesion. Yes. Jet was obviously struggling, and, and and he's he's a key and all that. But uh, yeah, I was really concerned around how everyone was was meshing and the new imports and were they were they going to connect uh, in the same manner they did last year? And I, I think you know beyond zero and two, they've mm. done all of that and more. Jack Jumper's update for Taz Racing. Subscribe to Form Plus Pro by Taz Racing. Subscribe to the Ultimate Tasmanian Form site today. Form Plus Pro by Taz Racing. Last night, uh, Brisbane was starting to get a little bit of uh, gelling happening. I watched that game last night. Um, Brisbane and Illawarra, and they smacked them. Brisbane 86 defeated uh, Illawarra Hawks 61. Um, I'll tell you who was absolutely white hot. And he had 22, finished with 22, and they were all in the first half. Nathan Sobey, that which is a big thing for them. He's coming off injury. A uh, bit same with Baines. Probably taking a little while just to get in. But the, Brisbane are pretty good. Yeah, Brisbane think. are very good. Yeah. Uh, Baines, Sobey, Tyler Johnson is a... That's a big three Huge. in the in the NBL. There's there's probably no bigger three to be fair. Sobey's an absolute stud in the NBL. Stud. He's a gun. Yep. Uh, Tyler Johnson, former NBA player. Oh, he averaged over he averaged double figure digits for multiple years. Yeah, well, yeah, and and which is was you know, in playoff team, long time NBA player as well. And he's not that old. He's thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still got plenty left plenty. in him. Plenty. So I wonder if he's a if he's a multi year deal, Johnson. You, you would you, you would hope Sobey Baines and, and and Johnson get a get a good crack at it because if they can reach the same level of cohesion that yes. that the Jack Jumpers have seen in the last they're few weeks, still. they're very dangerous. Yeah, yep. they are. Kadee, the veteran, still playing really well. Yeah. So that Tasmania play New Zealand uh, in New Zealand on Sunday afternoon at two p.m. We're that's back a, there again. That's a big game because New Zealand. Well, effectively, the, the way the Jack Jumpers are, they're actually a game off top now, having won the last... Because Sydney have lost a couple at home. So is there is there a quality across the fixture flash? And without notice, does everyone travel to New Zealand twice? Uh, great question. It might alternate. So if you're play, playing everybody three times, I reckon it'd alternate from year to year. Right. So in other words, no, I don't stiff. think everyone... It's a bit stiff. ...is what it is. They, mm. they had a very tight game over there last time, didn't they? I mean, that form line probably doesn't look as... Horrible from that the early losses for the Jack jump, Jumpers because New Zealand are four and two, second on the ladder. Matt, look, yeah, Phoenix are a decent side. So 
won't be back here in Hobart until next Saturday night, hosting Brisbane again. So that's an interesting game all of a sudden. Mm. The New Zealand game has got some real importance on it this week, I reckon. Hope you enjoy the listenership. I always about to go coverage. I've had this bad habit, habit. David, we're not on TV, but we are on radio. A good thing we're not on TV, the way you're looking this morning with your track pants on, etc. <laughs> not that I'm looking at <laughs> That is grossly unfair. Yeah. I am actually you're immaculately prob- dressed. Yeah, you're probably looking better <laughs> than me. You've, yeah, you've, in fact, don't use your phone. Yeah, you're. For a photo. I am actually, yeah. That you should never have said that because you've got track pants on and a dress shoe, which is, um, yeah. Hello. Check out the Twitter handle. David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves with you this morning. Hope you enjoyed us. We're talking rubbish. David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves with you this morning, Brett. Now, as a resident, resident lover of fast bowling, we've mm. got a good person to talk to here. Tasmanian great, former test bowler. Jackson Bird has joined us this morning. Good morning, Squid. Morning, lads. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, getting ready for training this morning, so I don't think we'll be doing much today. It's pretty wet. Um, but yeah, going well. How are you guys? How, how, going really well, thanks, mate. Uh, how's the old body uh, holding up? You had a, a couple of little issues uh, over the off-season oh, and the addition of a another child, of course, which adds to the, um, the, pain. Biz, the, biz, the, the pain in your household. Uh, watching the game against South Australia, the, against the Shield win, um, Peace Siddle were amazing, but you look to be going through the crease pretty well. Yeah. Um, obviously, in England this year, I had a bit of a shoulder shoulder injury that I had to come home early for. Um, I'd had a sore shoulder for a couple of years, so it was, um, yeah, I think the break... The short breaks in between games over there just um, flared my shoulder up a bit more than I could, could handle. So I uh, came home early and then, yeah, had a good sort of off-season doing a bit of rehab and stuff like that. And, and yeah, felt, um, felt pretty good against South Australia. The ball felt like it was coming out nicely. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed it. Continue over the next couple of weeks. Bertie, how, how, are, you, how are you finding the balance with, with fatherhood? A couple of kids, uh, full-time professional athlete, very different... Um, Commitment, I guess, in, in, in the modern day to professional sport, back to when you and I were doing it, Flash, in the late 90s, early 2000s. How, how, do, you, how do you strike a balance there, Bertie? Um, yeah, it can be pretty difficult. My, my partner, Scarlett, does um, a lot of the, the heavy lifting during cricket season. Um, I'm not sure how she does it, uh, to be honest. When I get home after a tour or uh, get back from wherever I've been and she hands me two kids for the afternoon, it's bloody hard work so um no she does a, she does a, a great job um most of the time so um no it's 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 great though um it gives you i suppose a good perspective um you know if cricket's only a game and when you get home um you know your two kids don't really care about what went on on the field it's um you know they just want to hang out hang out with you and and do kid stuff play with the toys and stuff like that um yeah, it obviously hasn't been a huge, uh, too much of an adjustment, but um, no, it's it's great fun as you both know. And mate, look looking at the at, at the last couple of results from the from the Marsh Cup fixtures, a um, couple of losses in in run chases. Talk, talk us through some of the analysis of that. What's 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 gone well for the team, and what would you like to improve? Um, yeah, we obviously started the campaign really well. Um, with two good bonus point wins up in Queensland, and then yeah, we've 
yeah, had two probably disappointing losses against South Australia and then um, the other day up in Launceston against Victoria. I think um, the two games we've lost, we probably, you know, early start in um, South Australia uh, where we lost the toss and had to bat, um, which was hard work for the batters early on. And then once the wicket flattened out, as it showed in our innings, I think we got 90 off the last 10 overs. Um, and then in their innings, um, it was just a, a typical beautiful wicket at um, Adelaide Oval to bat on. So um, we're probably 20, 30 runs short with the bat there. And um, yeah, the total that we that we put out, you know, was always going to be hard to defend on a wicket um, that had flattened quite flattened out quite considerably. And then um, yeah, I guess the other night in in Launceston, um, we saw a great innings. Marcus Harris uh, run a ball 140. Um, and yeah, we probably left ourselves too much to do, I guess, um, with the bat. We probably they bowled quite well in the middle overs and, and contained um, our batters quite well. Um, so I guess moving forward, it's just finding a way to, I guess, move the game forward a bit in those in those middle orders, middle overs with the bat, and trying to go to run a ball um, and not leave too much um, for the back end. So um, you know, we've got we've got a pretty good. One day side across the board. I think we've got most bases covered. So um, yeah, the boys will will no doubt bounce back from that. But yeah, um, obviously disappointing not to capitalise on a pretty good start to the tournament. And the form of um, of Jake Doran must be very exciting. He's coming off off back back to back hundreds in in, in the one day format, which is tough to do, I guess. And look, I haven't seen the games, but looking at the scorecards. Operating in and around that 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 seventy strike rate is that is is that of concern? Great scoring hundreds and, and anchoring the innings, but does that does that place a little bit of pressure on everyone around him to 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 score at a run a ball? Um, oh, I think it, it can create a little bit of pressure, but you know, I guess if you look over the two games, bar probably Bo Webster, um, Jake's been the only one that's um, you know scored runs really. So yeah. Um, yeah. Great effort to get 200s in in two games, and Jake's only you know relatively, well he's relatively inexperienced in um, white ball cricket, so um, you know he'll he'll find his his method to um, you know to get that scoring scoring rate up around a runner ball, um, you know, and he sort of plays that um, anchor role for us anyway. Um, we've got a couple of big hitters at the top of the order. Um, in Jewel and McDermott, and then obviously guys in the lower order that can get the, the scoring going as well. So um, Jake's, yeah, his role in the team is just to, I suppose, work the ball around and anchor anchor one end. Um, but I guess it doesn't help when um, we're losing consistent wickets at the other end. It probably puts a bit more pressure on him. Um, but like you said, it's, it's hard work to, to get two hundreds in a row. So oh, it's a know, great, it's, it's a great effort. T- testament to his technique and mental um, strength as well, you know, to, to be able to bat long periods like that. So, yeah, cer- certainly lots of positives there. And as you said, he is quite inexperienced uh, when, it, when it comes to white ball cricket. Hall's not lost there in that format, of course. Um, the two early bonus points put the Tigers still in second spot. Uh, Queensland yep. and New South Wales have only played two games, but they haven't won a game as yet. So it's a very, very even competition almost. In fact, if you nearly won... Won one of those games, it puts you in a really, really good position, but still very much at hand. Uh, the Sheffield Shield, the the hope was after that first game up at the Gabba Squid that, which happens a bit sometimes, early results in Queensland that the team would bounce back. There's been a, a lot of investment in and some good experience to play your best team. 
that was really good bouncing back indeed in Adelaide. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's no doubt we didn't start the way we would have wanted with the bat and ball in Queensland. Um, yeah, look, Queensland are obviously a quality side and we always seem to come up against them in the first round. So, um, yeah, they, they showed, um, I suppose, with bat and ball how to, how to play on a flatter wicket. It's probably something that we've struggled with in the past. Um, you know, we obviously play at Bellary Oval every week where the ball, every second week, so where the ball nips around quite a bit and we're really, really strong in those conditions. But I think an area we probably need to improve on is when we do get on a flat wicket, um, really grinding a team out with the bat um, and making those big totals that um, that we need to. And then with the ball, obviously trying to um, take 20 wickets, it's probably something that we've struggled with on flat wickets in the past as well. Um, but... Yeah, like you said, it was a, a great bounce back from the guys um, in South Australia. We, you know, we bowled really well on day one on the wicket that I suppose did a little bit in the first session, but then for the rest of the game, it was really nice to bat on. So I guess to, to take 20 wickets um, in those conditions was really pleasing for our bowling group. Um, as you saw, Peter Siddle um, just keeps on going. So um, it's great to see him I suppose, get some early rewards in the season. Uh, he hasn't bowled that much since he's got back from England as well. So, um, you know, that was great. And then, you know, a, a, run, a, a run chase of, you know, around 230 can sometimes be a little bit tricky. Um, but, you know, the way the guys came out at the end of day three and none for 100 um, sort of really put the game back into our favour. And um, Yeah, the boys finished it off on day four, which was, you know, a great sort of morale booster for the squad. Bertie, does the does the form of Peter Siddle and and the continued form of Peter Siddle at age thirty seven give age. you thirty eight? Does he give you a little bit of hope that that the end is could be extended for you? That 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 maybe there's two or three years of really good cricket left in you, four or five yeah, years well, of cricket left in you. <laughs> yeah, I'm off contract this year, so it's good. Always good having kids in the squad because they can't tell me that I'm too old. So, <laughs> You're uh, too old. That's it. So <laughs> good point. Older than me. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, it's been look. It's been great for me um, personally to have Sid come down. Um, you know, I've, he's sort of someone I looked up to when I was sort of you know the age of eighteen, nineteen, twenty, watching him play for Australia. Um, played a little bit with him for Australia, and just to have him in the team. And you know, I think he's got about seven hundred and fifty first-class wickets um, of experience. So it's always good to have someone like that to bounce ideas off. Um, you know, he comes to me if he sees something, you know, in my action and stuff like that or, or whatever it is. It's great to have his experience in the group. Um, and, yeah, it's great to see him just more so how he goes about his preparation, how he looks after himself. You know, he's, he's as fit as anyone in our squad and, and he's the oldest by, you know, a couple of years. So it's just a great example for not only me but also all the young guys in the squad about how if you want to do have a long career, this is how you've got to go about it. So um, he's been a great addition to, to our squad and, and he's not slowing down anytime soon. So, Just finally, Squid, uh, Victoria over the next four days. Um, I'm not sure how much cricket we're going to get. Uh, yes. So, yeah, and we're not really sure what the weather's going to do. I think uh, Marcus prepared... I think they've been preparing the wicket... Um, over the last sort of week or so, knowing that there's been a bit of weather around, but yeah, we're not sure, sort of sure what sort of surface we're going to get. Um, 
but yeah, obviously we love playing at Bell River Oval, so um, we sort of pride ourselves on the way we play cricket at home, so um, it's a great opportunity to um, come up against a good side in Victoria. Um, you know, they've been playing on a few, I guess, flatter wickets to start the season, one at Junction and one at Carrot and Rolton, so um, be good. Uh, good to test those guys out in these conditions. Um, and they're a team that we do play well against at home. So um, we're sort of looking forward to bounce, bouncing back from the loss the other night and uh, really getting stuck in on on the weekend. But, yeah, hopefully the, the weather stays away. So. Jackson Bird, thanks for joining us. Thanks for campaigning. You are out of contract and you're looking for another two-year deal as well. <laughs> yeah, well played. Which is, uh, yeah. Your own <laughs> <manager> son. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Three yeah, three-year deal would be nice, but yeah. <laughs> Look forward to catching a bit of cricket over the weekend, mate. All the best. Thanks. No worries. Cheers, guys. Jackson Bird, what a start. Let's go to a break and keep rolling. Flash and Jeeva with you here this morning. SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Good morning, everybody. Great to have you with us. David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves this morning. Jackson Bird, he's a marvel. He's nearly 36. Uh, Peter Siddle at 38. Don't... You know, there's a little bit of Dad's army around the, the, the Tassie team, especially the Shield team at the start of the year. Tim Payne's come back into the team. Uh, we'll probably talk about that a little bit later on with Darren Berry. But Jordan Silk could be 30 now. Be 30? Yeah. yeah, 31, I reckon. Um, Webster's not a kidney more. He's 28, 20, 29. Yeah. Um, but they do have a good team on paper, and I do really enjoy the fact that they've made a stand start. We want to win the title, and that, that, that means something... I think to me, well, I mean, Jackson Bird with his, we talked, we laughed about that two-year deal, etc. But with his body, tall, quite slim, he certainly has had a few injury problems, but um, he he might keep going for another year or two. I want, I want, I want to say as, a, as an observation, so in that last Shield game against South Australia, yes. they brought Sam Rainbird in yep. and gave him the new ball, which yep. which was a smart play. Same, Sam Rainbird's a swing bowler, but it meant, it meant Peter Siddle had to put his ego in his pocket. He bowled first change, bowled the house down. Oh. But that, that's, that's a really difficult thing to do as the senior cricketer, former test match bowler, gun test match international cricketer, to be able to say, hey, you know what? It's actually beneficial yeah. for the team and the young fella to come in, take the new rock, and I'll sacrifice and, 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 and bowl first change. Some of you thrilled you called him a young fella. Well, he's only 26, isn't he? Probably Sammy. I like Sammy. Eight. He's a ripper. He's a, but, he is a ripper. But, you know, so, I mean, Sammy, Sammy didn't start the year in the team. Um, he's, he, he's found, he found himself out, um, comes in, they give him the new ball. I, I just thought it was magnificent of, of, of Peter. And, and it wouldn't have been a hard conversation for, no. for Jeff Vaughan to have with Peter. And, and look, it was probably Peter that said, hey, you know what, this is, this is how we've got to go about it. Well, it was, a, it was a win they needed in that Shield format. So they actually, they're in reasonable shape in that one day. Interesting discussion with um, Jake Doran, you know, the back-to-back hundreds, um, obviously in really good form. And, and uh, I, I like the conversation you had with Jackson about pretty young into that format as well. Um, and, I, and 
having watched quite a bit of the game, that was certainly lost a lot of wickets around him, which makes it really, really difficult, I reckon. But I think there is a little bit in that in the modern game about, you know, next time for Jake, and I'm talking about the next time, that you've got to be a bit closer to run a ball. Is that fair? Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's, it's all learning for Jake. I mean, the... Because it's not 1996 anymore, because 1996, <laughs> what he's doing is unbelievable. It's yeah. exactly what you wanted. <laughs> that and is... then back, go back again to David yeah. Byrne and Jeff Marsh time. 220 You was... can get 80 off 130, Getting 125. Yeah. Yeah. Tick. Part, part, of, part of the challenge is that when you score around that, that high 70, low 80 mark, so you know, the game against Victoria, 104 off 131, chasing 265, everyone around you has to go with a runner ball to, to be able to reach that total. And and it was very sluggish across the board. Tim Ward came in and, and 22 off 35. Webster, who's a, a power player, 23 off 32. And up top, um, Ben McDermott, 9 off 17. Caleb Jewell out early, 8 off 8. So if, if Doran's going to anchor the innings, there is a heavy reliance on everyone else to go out a run a ball. And if, if you look at the, the South Australian run chase, it was a really similar tale. Webster came in late, 65 off 57. But Mac Wright... Really stunk it up, 11 off 25. Uh, Jordan Silk was slow as well, 44 off 60. And Caleb Jewell, 13 off 17. Doran, 105 off 128. So the positive is that he's giving them a chance in these run chases. And, and you do need someone to anchor the innings. But um, Dane Anderson, who, who I, is probably the, the best cricketer I've seen in managing this, he would go out and start 10 off 20, 15 off 30, and had the ability to, when he would score 100, it would be out of run a ball. Um, he was able to to to, uh, to play catch up um, towards the back end of the innings. And he was a real master through the middle of of getting timely boundaries, and I think that's that's going to be the learning for for Jake. But the overarching positive is that he's in good form. He's seeing the ball well, and you know to go back to back hundreds is a, is a is a Absolutely. great achievement. Yep, it is. We're going to talk a bit more cricket after half past eight with Darren Berry. Can't wait to talk with Chuck, but. I- Hope you are enjoying wherever you are listening to us this morning on this cold window. It's not that cold. It's not You're cold. right. No, it's, it's 10 not. or 11 degrees, top of 14. It's not balmy barley weather either, by the way. David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves are with you this morning. Look forward to chatting you through the second hour. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David It's hot, real hot. That's hot, that's hot, that's hot, that's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about hot. There's some hot, well, it's not hot here. It's freezing, actually. It's not as warm as you think, Brett. I'll just have a look outside and when put my head out there. It's still quite fresh. But we've got some topics to talk about, young man, which is exciting. There's a lot of sport at the moment. Isn't it funny? We're almost, normally this period's a bit of a gap time as we footy ends and that October period and cricket's not really firing up. Depends if you're an NBA fan. Well, exactly. This is, well, the, we the, are. this is the most exciting time of the it year. I was thinking, I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure you've got that right. But well, anyway, I completely get it from an Australian standpoint. Yep. 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 We, we're blessed. We love our NBA, which is very, very true. Okay. Here we go. Hot or not, Brett Jeeves. Cricket has received a huge, much-needed boost on the back of this World Cup, hot or not? It's this is actually a really difficult one for me. It's hot, yeah, because it's it's Who given me. A, I told you, game. 
It's given me some real joy. Well, I've really enjoyed it. I think it's been great. And as you know, I'm I'm not a great cricket watcher. So um, for me to have a week of loving cricket, it's hot. Yes. I I hope that that is that that transfers across into everyone as well because and, and we we've yeah. spoken a little bit about the, con- the the concerns for cricket particularly particularly locally uh if the AFL get their license uh for a Tassie team the success of the jack jumpers what role does cricket play in that um so yeah I'm I'm going to go with hot I think it's a big hot now for you David and I notice you've got this second cuz you wanted me to ask you this no. Scott Roth is a genius hot Hot, hot. There's just something there, an intangible thing um, with his leadership and his uh, team-oriented mindset that gives you a really good starting point before whatever else happens. So, yeah, I've marvelled at the start of the year for them. There's never been an inch of panic. There's never been, um, you know, there was never any tremors internally. Certainly was a few externally. I think, you know, you and I talked about after none and two, none and three, what's happened here, they haven't recovered. Josh Adams, where does that fit? Where does it sit? He is a genius, isn't he? he he's a marvel. We're so lucky to have him. Look at look at his influences though, as a as a coach. So, yeah. so the people who he's worked with. Don Nelson. Yeah. Who's uh one of the, the one of the greatest coaches and I think held the most regular season wins of any coach in NBA history until recently surpassed. I believe by Greg Popovich, right. who is also a major influence yes. on Scott Roth. So you've got tick tick. So you've got the two greatest coaches in the NBA potentially of all time as your influences. Is is little wonder. Good morning, Phil Jackson. To wherever <laughs> you are this morning. <laughs> well, <Sorry. laughs> it, 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 yeah, but you know what I'm saying. I know, exactly Argue, what you're they're, saying. they're in the conversation Definitely. statistically. Definitely, they're all world. They regard they all are. All of them. Absolutely. So Scott Roth's grounding as a coach comes from two of the all-time greats of the game. Yeah. Globally. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just tremendous. And, it t- and you know, it's it, it took his time, didn't he? He's mid-50s. He's not a spring chicken. Yep. He's been in the NBA. So we I are very, him. very fortunate to I have think him. so. Yep. Hot or not, Ben Simmons is never going to be the same again. This is hot. Is that hot? Do you know what I'm talking about? And do you want to know why I know it's hot? I've watched every minute. Because you play. agree. <laughs> you uh, agree. I, I, he's I lost have it, it, no, unfortunately. Look, I have... I have Oh, he will get better from what he's playing now. There's no doubt about that. But the concerns with him uh, when he's got an isolation, a one-on-one, and now he's so nervous just for a dribble handoff. He just wants Durant or he wants Kyrie just to come around the back and get rid of the get rid of the rock. And he's really he really wants to get rid of the rock really quick. And that's and by the way, I mean his poor game was it yesterday against Milwaukee. He had an awesome first half. In fact, he was the only player to be in the plus. Everyone was minus twelve, fifteen, sixteen. He was a plus two. He did a terrific job up until uh, half time. Um, he played on Giannis a bit in half time. Giannis did had you? seven, and then he then he didn't play on Giannis in the back end of that third quarter. And Giannis had fourteen points in five minutes. Not on him. Hence why his plus minus is pretty good. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, defensively, he's been pretty good yesterday, I reckon. I think I think the biggest but reason why he, won't, yeah. he will never be the same again is that he'll never be the lead ball handler again. And because the modern in, in the modern NBA requires shooting. If you're, if you're going to be the, the, yep. the, 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 the primary ball handler, 
You need to be able to shoot. Yeah, I'm not because so sure about that. But I know, you need I know to be able saying. to have some level of shot. Well, he's got that, that's right. that has yeah. has the the, he, the that has your opposition yeah. wondering whether or not you're going to make it. He, he's not even going to shoot it. If it let alone right. wondering whether or not you need to make it. He's actually going to make I, it. I don't need Ben Simmons to shoot threes. I never have. Yeah, but well, you, Jeff Van Gundy talked about yesterday. You can't yeah. have him as your lead guard because they just are sagging off him by ten feet. No, no, what, but what's, when, when what's he going to do when they're sagging off him? Attack the hoop. Do a spin move either way what, because and you're run, super and run into a brick wall of three guys. Yeah, this, but then you, don't, you can't. But then he, he he has to attack the ring. Yes, you can. Not, but what I'm saying is to sag off LeBron James. Say so shoot can, the three because I don't can want now, you to drive. He can now, David, because he's surrounded by Durant and Kyrie who are bringing the ball up. So he's he's not playing lead guard. He's playing he, this. He brought off the ball, ball up most of the time yesterday. I'm sorry, you didn't watch the game. I did, David. He brought the ball he's up not, over half the time. He's not the primary playmaker. He's not the primary ball handler. No, he still is. But, no, but Kyrie, with not, five minutes mate. to go, Kyrie says, give me the ball. He's not, David. He's not. He's playing you this. Actually, you need to watch. I'm, I watch. Did you watch all yesterday like me? I didn't watch all of yesterday. But I watch, I watch. And he's not making the play. He, he, it may, he, he may well get the ball across half court, yeah. set a screen, hand the, yeah. hand, hand, hand the ball to Kyrie, yeah. and then go and set another screen to release Kevin Durant and roll to the basket. Yeah. That's his role right now. He's not having screens set for him. Kevin Durant's not setting a screen for Ben Simmons to release into the lane to create a play. It's not happening. Mm. And, and, that's, and that's the difference between being a primary ball handler and an, and an offshoot third, fourth, fifth option yep. in offense. What I'm saying to you is that he will never get the opportunity to be the lead guard, lead ball handler again because he can't shoot. He's too yeah. easy to defend. I don't agree with that at all. But however, that's fine. And he has got significant issues. And he's got issues offensively which I don't know he can recover. He, he really does. All and right, because let's, he, let's he, move on. India and Pakistan should play a test at the MCG. Oh, this is brilliant. This Who is, came up with this? This is pistol hot. Is this your... Is this, did you... Yes, I did. This is your question. Yep. This might be the smartest thing you've ever done. That's, okay, a, that's, that's a an excellent that. idea. That is an excellent idea. Well, well done, David. Look, imagine it. Amazing. Yeah. If they're getting 95,000 screaming, squealing the way they did the other night for five days, I'm all for oh. it. And if the revenue goes to Cricket Australia, they'll be all for it as well. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the great events we've seen, and why can't they? They can capitalise on that. Um, yeah, it's... I mean, we've, we've, there's such a big community of Indian folks and Pakistani folks that are already live here, of course. So um, imagine the, 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 the Indian people wanting to come to that one test at the MCG. You know, if it happened. Make it happen. It's a very good idea. Yeah. I'm actually other proud people, of you. I'm no, proud of you, David. I, I, other people were talking about this as well. Oh, so it's um, not your idea. Uh, it actually was initially, but other people <laughs> were talking about this as well for full... Yeah, it, look, it's, it's excellent. All right, hot or not, Brett Jeeves. Netball won't recover from losing the $15 million sponsorship on the back of <sighs> Donnell Wallum and Gina Reinhart and her mining business pulling out of this netball deal. This is a very, is a very difficult hot or not. Mm. Um, I think it's, it's not. I think they'll nah. recover. Not, not to the extent where the $15 million over three years... I'm not sure that there's that level of sponsorship mm. for, for Netball Australia again. Um, and certainly 
Gina's given them six months of sponsorship, so yeah. she's honoured it for the next six months, which gives them time to find a new sponsor. So they're right. not in an immediate no. hole. Um, it, it is, it's an interesting debate, isn't it? You know, player power, um, and and we're all for, for player voices, um, and very brave, I think, of, uh, of Donald Wallen to, to speak up and say, hey, yeah. you know what, I'm, I'm, uncomfortable, uh, I'm uncomfortable about this. Yeah. Um, I thought Alex Doolan made a, um, a, a really good point to us the, the other day. We were speaking off air, and I hope Alex doesn't mind me using this, but this idea around, and this was in a broader conversation as well, not specific to, to this topic, that if you want to deny as an individual the, um, the sponsorship on your top, that you, that you lose a pro-rated yes. rate in terms of your pay for that, for that game. Um, and, and, and I think potentially that's got some, some merit um, but that's a tricky one as it's, well. I'm uh, not sure about that. That's yeah, I, I'm, but what, what's what's the answer? It's that, or you lose a 15 million dollar sponsorship. What, what I listened to yesterday was really interesting. Is that she, at, by the end of it, um, the young lady had said, "Move on. I don't care. I wear the thing." She and this, she said, mm. she actually was so overwhelmed with this significant baggage that you know she's mm. had to carry it with, and she said, "Oh no, I'll yeah, I'll just wear it. I didn't want to cause this." Major kerfuffle. Look and me. then on the back of obviously her performance the other night when she oh, scored the winner. Stunning. Perfect. Life's funny. It's a it can it's be good a, it, it can be a beautiful place. But you know, the the question also needs to be asked why why wouldn't Gina Reinhardt come out and, and speak to the, the, the comments made by her father? Father. Correct. <laughs> father. She didn't want to. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, and, and that's difficult. Family's family, right? Yep. Um but I, I, I felt had- like maybe that was the only answer in that 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 Hancock prospecting had to come out. And look, they, they've given an, an enormous amount of money, I think $300 million over yep. the last six or seven years into yep. um, Indigenous programs. Um, so, so they are contributing heavily in that space. Um, so it, it's, it's, a, it is a, it's a really difficult um, it's a really difficult one. Hot or not for you, David. And this might be the last one. I think we've got to get to a break. Sikanda Raza is the star that cricket needed. Oh yes, this is hot. And, and I think and I think this is the whole this is the whole thing about this World Cup. You know, we're getting these names. I mean we knew about Raza. He was the ODI player of, or the international player of the of the world in August, yeah, wasn't he? Three or one day hundreds for the country, but this is part of the boost that cricket needs, I reckon. You know, it's it's on the nose a bit with a lot of people. I want to ask you this one quickly before we go. Uh, the political infighting within Tasmania is ruining the AFL bid for a team. Hot or not? Oh, it's it's warm. Because I, 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 the only reason I say it's not hot is because I do think it's probably over the line. But, you know, the articles in the Examiner, um, the Labor Party, the State Labor Party, which I have full sympathy always for their stance of health, etc., but... You know, Rebecca White, um, I think she's fabulous as a leader, but I, I, I don't like her stance here. And it was the same with the Jack Jumpers. When that came out, she distinctively said, it's not a priority before it happened. We've got to concentrate on health. Same thing now. Foot. Now, Jack Jumpers has proved to be a pretty reasonable success, I would think. Are they making money, the Jack Jumpers? Don't know. Mm. You obviously think they're not? Um, I mean, early days, it's. I think it was always going to be a struggle financially, yep. but I, I guess that's... That's the impact, isn't it? So what is the impact on our economy through the, the, the enormous investment in, in the jack jumpers? Does it flow on? And, yep. and of course, the, 
um, people much smarter than us when it comes to numbers will will, will, will tell us that that it is you yep. know, the, the the flights and the tourism and, and all yep. those things. But um, yeah, it it is difficult because I always felt with the the AFL bid there was a number. Yep. that was going to be too much. And I felt like the, the last reported figures, when it, particularly when it came to the stadium, was into the territory of too much, given the, the challenges we, 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 we face across health. And look, it's, it's Rebecca's White, uh, Rebecca White's job to be in opposition Politics. to the... <laughs> that's our yeah. roles, mate. Just sadly, <laughs> I'll leave you with this, is that the, the bid doesn't happen without a new stadium. And I think people got to realise that, that you can't just patch up Bill Reveal and think it's all good. And that's, I think that's the bottom line. How do we navigate through the rest of it? Hard work. Let's go to a break. We'll keep rolling through the second hour with Flash and Jeezy. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Johnny get angry, 100 metres to go and Youngberger, Johnny get angry, is pulling clear, hit the shot mate, but Johnny get angry for an outstanding sporting double for Dennis Pagan, won it by a length. We'll never forget that Victoria Derby winner, Johnny got angry for the great Dennis Pagan who made his uh, move into training full time a few years ago and won the big one of the big races on the calendar. Derby Day tomorrow, Brett Jeeves. I know again this is not for you, young man. Just really quickly, Dennis Pagan, the former football coach? Yeah. True story. True story. Wow. True story. <laughs> That's impressive. He'd be old, wouldn't he? He's early seventies. Seventy two, three I reckon. Wow. Going yeah. good on him. Yeah, Johnny got angry who was retired recently. Derby Day tomorrow, of course, which is well, it's one of the great days. I've been lucky enough to be to a couple. Um, how many Group 1s tomorrow? Let's count them. Well, there's one, two, three Group 1s, one, two, three Group 2s, and three Group 3s. Yeah, it's a tremendous day. The Derby tomorrow, of course, the favourite is Sharp and Smart. Well, there's equal favourites. Sharp and Smart and Berkeley Square. That's a huge race, but the big one, Brett... For us Tasmanians is the Coolmore Stud Stakes tomorrow because we had Craig Froggy Newitt on the um, radio uh, three weeks ago and Bunos Notches is his horse for Matty Smith that lost by a lip to Giga Kick uh, last week at the Everest. Uh, Giga Kick won the Everest and beat all the senior horses. So the form line um, is extremely good. And he pretty much declared that his next group one, which incidentally has been since Craig knew it won his last group one, was Manicato Stakes. Uh, no, hang on, it was the Moyer Stakes, also at Mooney Valley in 2016. It's about 2,150 days since he won his last group one. He's won 33, so it's been a big drought. And he did tell us uh, a couple of weeks ago that this is the horse that's going to break the drought. It's in third favourite, should be a lot shorter than that. So there you go, Brett. So that's exciting. Coolmore Stud Stakes tomorrow, Victoria Derby Day. The other group one, of course, is the uh, the Empire Rose Stakes um, for the Phillies and Mares, which is also a beauty headline by La Creek for James McDonald, who is, well, on the back of uh, the Cox Plate, um, the New Zealand McDonald. He's the best. He's the best jockey. Have you have you been actually ever been to a racing meet? Can I ask you that? Is that Yep, I went to, uh, I might have been to the Caulfield Cup. Did you? Yeah. 
with um, Steve Adaman invited me when he was with, with with Tote, I reckon. Okay. We went across. It was a was a heck of a day. It rained. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we had a blinder. It was terrific. Well, I think I'm, I'm not a punter. I just no, can't. Well, that's I can't justify thing. the spend. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, and remember, gamble responsibly. If you are having a crack, do it. Do it the right way. Yeah, agree. I think uh, Derby Day's the pick of them. Derby Day's in terms of. You know, can pure, it, pure enjoyment. It's got a text message from yes, Richie go. Robinson, who's a yes. known horseman Loves around them. the traps. Morning, Richie. So, and he won't mind if I uh, if I release some of this. Uh, James McDonald will win all three Group Ones. So write that down. The Bears tips: James McDonald to win all three Group Ones. Sharp and smart in the Derby. In secret, the Coolmore. I don't even know what that means. Is that is in secret the horse? Correct. And Coolmore is the meat. Yeah, the Coolmore, Coolmore he's, he's on the favourite for Cummings and the Coolmore, it's called In Secret. That okay. is the horse. And that'll be running second. La Creek will win Empire Rose. Yeah, they're the they're both, both of those two are faves for tomorrow. Um, sounds a little saucy. Pardon? <laughs> it all sounds a little sexy. Yep. Mm. Well, Bunos Notches is the one, Richie, and I cannot believe that's $5 out to $8 tomorrow. Oh, so. wait, which one's that? I don't, see, I don't mind eight bucks. That's that's the one. Craig knew it. Tasmania. He, decla- uh, he declared that uh, to us a couple of weeks ago. I think the form line stacks up really, really, really well. And yeah, Tas- look, mm. six years. You know, it's a long time. Craig knew it. Who um, he's got an amazing Group One record, but he he hasn't he hasn't stepped onto that Group One podium in in a long, long time. So he. he He's trying to get break the drought. The, this jockey's ranks in Victoria is just so strong. Um, and this time of the year too, you 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 got a lot of Sydney jockeys down as well. So the best of the best, mind you, there's a good meet in Sydney tomorrow, which um, some of the good jockeys are going to be up to. But yeah, look, they're going to get a little bit wet as well, I think. So it'll be another wet derby day. It's just raining everywhere. Everywhere's wet. Everything you do, it's wet at the minute. Let's go to the news. Welcome back to Flash and Jeevesy. Um, Brett, I was going to touch on you. Um, and look, I, as people may or may not know, you're back involved playing social basketball. By the way, I think I'm freeing myself up in the next two or three weeks because I might be able to make a comeback and um, give you some assistance, mainly on the defensive end, as you, as you well know. There's no, there's no razzle-dazzle. <laughs> I thought of you yesterday. Well, I, was, I watched quite a bit of NBA. <clears throat> I mentioned about the, the, the Nets game and the Bucks game, and I saw Luke at... Luka Donich, um, Dallas star, you're a big Dallas man, carrying on as he does in every game like an absolute pork chop to the refs. I've actually never seen anybody carry on like that except maybe your good self. Now, did, did your team did your team get a warning? <laughs> no, or or oh, our no. team, I should say. What happened there? I think, uh, look, one of the challenges with... Um, <laughs> With anything social, basketball yes. and adult men, or anything social, sport and adult men, is it? There's included. a there's an element of um, there's an element of passion and and physicality that I think Hello. you know kind of gets you in a space that that um, that the potentially the umpires don't like. And and look, what what I didn't actually know in my defence, what I didn't know is that you aren't. You kind of get one crack at asking a Engaging question. Engaging with the ref. You get one go at it, one question, right. and any any follow up from that is deemed as excessive and a problem. So, 
but if you if you frame that in a cricket context, so you know when I was playing first class cricket, I had a great relationship with all the umpires. Would stand a square leg, and would talk the house down with all. Got to know them all personally. Excellent people. And so you'd ask them a question, they'd give you a response, and you're able to have a conversation about it. Sure. What did you see? How, and, and, and also, how can I use that to my advantage, that information you're giving me? So you would frame questions in a manner that, that would give you the answers that you need. Yes. And what I've found is, since you know, departing professional sport and coming back into the amateur level is that <laughs> the umpires aren't as well equipped to be able to have those conversations. And it was the same in cricket as well. So you would ask a question and it would be met with hostility. Sure. And I was, I was told once during a, uh, a great cricket game, you, you can't ask me that. You can't ask me questions. I'm like, in what world, mate? I've just come from first-class cricket where this is an integral part of my yep. job is to get information from you on how you view an LBW decision. Are you, are you likely to give it if a pitch is here and do I need to hit him lower, which is going to impact my length? So if you're telling me the only LBW I'm going to get is if it hits him below the knee roll, I have to adjust my length to be in the game. That level of information isn't forthcoming, and, and, yes. and it's something I struggle with in grade cricket because the, the level of communication was lower, um, met with hostility, and it's been the same in social basketball as well. I, mean, I would ask questions. Mm. I had a ref say, because I kind of argued it, and I said, oh, well, that's not that's how I felt it. And he said to me, well, you're not even a basketballer. What would you know? So what, what, what level of response do you think I'm going to give to that? Is there any suggestion maybe <laughs> that your smart aleck nature may have contributed to a little bit questions. of... Questions. I'm just asking questions. Mm, I'm trying to get information. It. Well... It, I, it, is very, it, it is very interesting. So to, to cap off the story, I think uh, our dear dad bods, which is basically made up of, well, high 30s, early 40s group of um, average sporting quality men that contribute as hard as they can and sometimes get a little bit agitated and i think dad bods we've been put on notice to stop whinging to the refs well we, we've got we've got a high level of skill in our team just not a great level of athleticism unfortunately um but uh yeah i mean some 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 of the boys in our team have played a really high level of yeah, basketball as, as young younger men and just not you and me and just not us no <laughs> no i'm horrendous but i love it more it's than fun. anything it's it my the favorite hour of my week is running around and and just engaging. That's good. We're going to swing back into cricket gear. <laughs> Chuck Berry coming to us after the break. You're with Flash and Jeevesy on a Friday morning. Tazzy, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lift. R. Ashwood to face the last ball again. To win the game for India. And set the emotions of billions soaring. Nawaz in. Bowls to Ashwin. Drives for the win! Up over the top of mid off for four. India win magnificently on an unforgettable night at the MCG. Unforgettable night indeed it was. What a call from Jared Whateley in the team and part of that team was, well he's also part of the coaching set up down here at the Hurricanes coming up over the next couple months. I think about two 
million hits have seen that fabulous shirt you're wearing the other night. Good, good morning <laughs> to you, Chuck Berry. <laughs> good morning, gentlemen. It was, uh, I've got to be honest with you, it was one of those moments. Uh, you really did have to be there, and I'm not adding any uh, GST. It's the biggest sporting event that I've witnessed in my life, and I've been lucky enough to be at the great MCG for AFL Grand Finals. It's obviously hosted enormous events over its time, concerts, uh, Olympic Games. Uh, Jeeva and myself have both been in India for the IPL and the noise that you get. Uh, I was involved in an IPL final. The very first year, Shane Warne, my great mate, and I coached Rajasthan Royals. That was loud. It was nothing compared to the other night. It was extraordinary. And the finale to the game that you just heard Jared call, it was, uh, boys, it was a real privilege to be there. It was bloody amazing. The build-up to the game was certainly huge from my perspective. We obviously did the games down here in Hobart. We were talking about you know, India-Pakistan coming up, etc. We knew it was going to be a significant event. What was your thoughts, Chuck, as you got to the ground and you were, you know, the fans are rolling in? Um, did, you, yep. did you think it would be even touch the, the levels that it did? Personally, I did, only because I've been lucky enough to, to tour Pakistan and India and see the passion, and I know how many of them now reside in this country, and in particular in Melbourne. So I got there really early because I knew it would be mayhem. When Jared Waitley arrived, now let's be honest, Jared's called some pretty big sporting events, including the Super Bowl, um, you know, Melbourne Cups, Cox Plates, AFL Grand Finals, and I looked at Jared. And I said, you will never experience anything like tonight. And he looked at me like, oh, have a lend to yourself, Chuck. I mean, seriously, you know. <laughs> at the end of the game, we stood up we stood up and shook hands. And he goes, he said, you are right. He said, I, I cannot believe what we've witnessed. And the noise for three hours was deafening. You had to be there. I'm glad I was. And it certainly put this World Cup on the map. I... Sadly, boys, I don't think we're going to get one like that. It'd be nice if them two met in the finals if the Aussies don't make it, but let's hope the Aussies make it. Chuck, is it is it the beauty of the MCG that that, that kind of makes that atmosphere? I mean, you've you know, as you said, you were uh, part of the inaugural IPL. I can remember being at Eden Gardens, and that was at, at, at capacity, which I you know, I just googled. It says sixty six thousand, um, but in India that means one hundred and twenty two thousand. Um, is, yep. it, is it the MCG that, that, that creates that atmosphere? It's such an unbelievable stadium. Good call, mate. I, I think Eden Gardens was as close as I've got um, to it. But the MCG now, the new MCG, uh, it's, like, it's like a coliseum. And it's almost like the atmosphere doesn't escape. If you're in there, you're in the coliseum and you're in the battle. And, um, you know, when it's roaring... Uh, I mean, I'm biased, as you know, because I'm a Victorian. Although, gee, I'm looking forward to the Hobart Hurricanes, I must admit. Oh, yes. But, but the, roar in the, the roar in the Coliseum was enormous, and Virat Kohli played one of, the, one of the great, if not the greatest innings you'll see, in particular in T20 cricket. The way that he guided and he paced himself, he stayed in second gear for much of his innings, and then when it was time to stick it into overdrive, wow, it was... You had to see it to believe it. Again, I know I'm banging on about it, but I just want your listeners to know that that was a very special event. 
Chuck, moving moving on to the Hurricanes and congratulations on your gig down here. I think any time that, that you're recognised by Ricky Ponning as a, as a smart cricket person, that in itself is, is an achievement. So uh, congrats and, and welcome to Hobart. Uh, give us give us a bit a, a little analysis on on what you've seen from Hurricanes teams past, you know, list management, uh, their strategies and, and and tactics. Where where has it gone wrong for the Hurricanes uh, teams uh, past? Yeah, look, I mean, you guys would know more than me because you live it and breathe it. And and to be perfectly honest, mate, I, I probably don't want to look in the rear vision mirror. I've been I've coached against them when I was with Adelaide, and then I've commentated, and, and I just think that. With Ricky now in charge, um, without doubt, one of the great cricketing minds in the world, he sees the game a couple of overs ahead. And I'd like to think, luckily for me, that I've had a lot of captaincy experience. I, When I listen to him commentate, I think that's exactly what I'm seeing. So when Ricky phoned me um, and said, we'd like you to be involved, and Jeff Vaughan, ironically, was my assistant coach in Adelaide, um, the fit was perfect. And we've... Well, Jeff and I have switched roles, and I've joked with him often, switched salaries as well, um, <laughs> that he's, he's the head coach and I'm the uh, drinks waiter. But when Punner rang me and said, Chuck, I'd really love to have you involved. I've got James Hopes involved. I think Hobart with Dom Baker, um, they've assembled a really good team, and there's no guarantees. Brett, as you know, in sport, there's no guarantees. But I'll also say this, there's no excuses because I think they've got everything they need. The team that's assembled is very well balanced in batting and bowling. Got some wonderful fast bowlers, really talented batters. A couple of young blokes are really doing well at the start of the year for Tasmania. And uh, we've gone a bit left field with the Pakistan players, but um, it's easy to say, trust me, I think the three that we've got are Matt Shattered Khan's a superstar, so we know him. The other two are a little bit speculative in Asif Ali, um, and Fahim Ashraf. They won't be big names to Hobart people, but all I can guarantee you is they're wholehearted performers. One's a match winner with the bat. A little bit, little bit hot and cold. You know, he's a little bit sort of Glenn Maxwell-like. When he, when he goes, he wins you the game, and then he'll let you down a couple of times. Um, and then Fahim Ashraf's an all-rounder, bats, bowls and field. So I think we've assembled a great team, and it's been a collective effort led by Ricky um, and Jeff, and then Hopesy and myself... Uh, with a few other people there uh, in the background of put together. I, I can't wait to get down there in December, and I'm just hoping Maloney's is still open. I'm not sure whether it is. <laughs> Maloney's uh, oh, taking us into the, into the mid-90s, I think. Yeah, geez, Maloney's is... Did that morph into the, into the karaoke bar flash? Did Maloney's go to Montgomery's to... Is that where Maloney's was? Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're no, waffling Maloney, a little bit. Yeah. But, um, Chuck, who, who, of the, who of the Tasmanian boys on the list... Uh, excites you um, heading heading into the BBL? Yeah, well, I, I really love Nathan Ellis, so, and I like I worked with him recently in London for the London Spirit, um, and he's just big ticker. He wants the ball, you know. As a fast bowler, sometimes when it gets a bit tough, you've got to actually want to be in the heat of the battle, and he wants that. So I love him. Haven't met Riley Meredith, but excited by the pace. Um, so those two from the quicks point of view, but we've got plenty of other options on the fast bowling ranks. Um, and then batting-wise, been really impressed with the start of the year from young Caleb Jewell. Um, he started really well, especially in the one-day format. So he's exciting. And then the obvious ones, Matthew Wade, experience. Um, Benny McDermott's a match winner at the top of the order. 
We need Darcy Short to fire up. We absolutely do. So that'll be part of the build-up. But if you, you, you start, I've just given you six or seven names, uh, as well as some exciting youngsters keen for an opportunity. I'm, I'm excited, as I hope you can tell. I think we've got a good list, but that doesn't guarantee success. Got, the hard work's got to start. I think we assemble about December the 7th down there in Hobart, and then we'll, we'll give it our best shot for two months. Um, Chuck, I want to have you listen to some footage here. We've all been through it. I know you would have been too to see the return of Tim Payne uh, into the Shield team in particular. Um, here's some footage from Sunrise from a couple of days ago. Um, have a listen. Oh, look, ideally, I mean, I wouldn't have resigned, but um, again, my, my thing now isn't so much around the resignation of... Um, of the captaincy, it's more around how it was dealt with and how it was handled. We had um, obviously known about this for, for three or four years at the time and had plans in place with Cricket Australia on how this would be handled um, if and when it does come out. Um, and unfortunately, that was sort of flipped on its head uh, the last minute, sort of 12 months ago, when it, it was going to become public, which was disappointing. But um, as I said, I, I realise I've done the wrong thing um, and, and now it's about sort of moving on and, and getting on with my life. Uh, I don't know if you caught all of that, Chuck. Um, the other day, the interview, uh, the book's come out from uh, Tim's book. Well, uh, certainly the extracts from the book have come out. Um, is he, firstly, is, is Tim a chance to get on the Hurricanes list? Is that on the table still? Well, there's still one spot on, on the list, and obviously yep. I can't break confidence, but no, what I sure. can tell you is certainly um, among a host of names, they're not going to rush, I don't think. And again, that's more um, Jeff Bourne and Ricky Ponting's absolute call. But we've had discussions uh, around that. And I, <clears throat> you can probably understand that we're, we're holding off on that spot to see exactly what type of skill set we need um, at a later stage. So we're not going to rush and announce someone tomorrow and then have two fast bowlers go down and think, oh, geez, we, we should have saved that spot. So we're going to hold on that 18 spot. But uh, absolutely that name that you've mentioned, uh, I'm sure will be of a discussion. How have you seen his glove work? Uh, you would have watched a bit of the Shield game, probably the game against South Australia, knowing you, Chuck. Um, he looks pretty sharp, certainly at the moment, doesn't he? He's the best wicket keeper in Australia. Has oh, been for some time. Uh, so, you know, you're speaking my language there, and uh, I'm a little bit biased. I'll declare that, that I have a relationship with Paney. When I say that, a professional relationship of wicket keeper to wicket keeper. Um, I've got enormous respect for him. He made a mistake and not for one minute has he shied away from it. He's owned up to the mistake. Uh, and I concur. I've got to be very careful, obviously. But I, could I just say I don't think it was handled very well. And I feel enormous sorrow for the way a man that gave so much at a time when Australia needed him to stand up. I felt he led beautifully through that rocky period. And then... He's probably said the words in his book. Yes, we do. We'll and I recommend everyone go and buy it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was handled very well at all. Would that be fair? Yeah, I think that's very fair, and it's good to see him back playing, mate. It's terrific, and we look forward to seeing you down here over the next well, what about a month away? Not far away, six weeks away. So, cricket's going well. Just in one word, Chuck, who wins the World Cup? I'd love to say Australia, but it all depends tonight, boys. Tune in to SEN. I've got a report for you. It's raining in Melbourne, sadly. We hope it clears this afternoon. Um, I'm doing Afghanistan and Ireland and then leading Australia and England. But look, the loser tonight, 
sounds weird. The word the best result might actually be a washout, one point each, because if England would have beat Australia tonight, I think we're dead in the water. So, no, no pun intended. It's quite wet. <laughs> uh, I reckon we're only a fifty-fifty chance. But whoever wins tonight, I reckon's a real chance to win the World Cup. There you go. I think I agree. Chuck Berry, thanks so much for joining us and we look forward to listening in tonight. Cheers, boys. Thanks. And if Maloney's is closed, Jeeva, see if T42's open. I'll have a Reunion quiet party. soft drink with you. No, no, it's on. <laughs> Let's go to a break. Right thanks on. for joining us, Darren Berry. We'll come back after this. Breakfast with Flash and Jeevesy for Amy, the doers of insurance and Harrison agents, Tasmania real estate experts. We're live on SEN Tasmania and on the SEN app. Great to have you for these last two hours. We've got a couple minutes to go thanks to Kia Sportage, the drive car of the year. Now, Brett, great time here of the day. Harrison's houses. Have a listen to this. Um, this is a beauty which has just come online at five Milrose Close in Sandy Bay. It is a monster. Situated in quiet, leafy, enclosed street in Sandy Bay, this two-storey, four-bedroom brick home is the most desire is in the most desirable position. The whole property has been recently refurbished, resulting in contemporary, fresh mood throughout the home with attractive water views and generous life spaces on the ground floor, opening with beautiful landscape established garden georgie rayner is in control of that property let us know if you'd like to have a look five milrose close sandy bay brett uh we'll watch a bit more cricket you've never watched so much cricket have you recently it's been brilliant i feel like i'm 17 again i mean i'm in love with the game david luthgar and brett jeeves have been thrilled that you've joined us this morning catch you next week Razzle, dazzle.